Hello there, and welcome to Babylon with the boys. I'm Cursor Bay. I've been watching Buffy. I've been watching Downton. Spencer's so happy. All of my shows. I just got to mind fire. I can walk. That that part. Wait, what? Where's Sorry, like, you cut out. What was, what I was can, that? Where Dan Stevens can walk again. That's where I got to in Downton. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And I in Buffy. Yeah, these are spoilers for both. So whatever. <laughs> Skip it oh, well. here. They're old shows And old. Buffy, I just got to the musical episode. I just, oh, dude, I love the musical episode. I just watched that this morning. A lot of the singing is kind of... It's passable. Oh, it's not great. But it's but it's still pretty. It's still a pretty good episode. I admire that they actually use their real singing voices. Oh, and also, um, Tara and Giles got some pipes on them. Well, yeah, I feel like that's why they. I wonder your spell. That song. Yeah, um, cool. Oh, you know what's good too. You know what was good too. Uh, hold on. What the shit? Oh, I had it in my head, and now under your spell, screw me. Well, can't you let me rest in peace? Yeah, there's that one, but yeah. then there's also um, um, I'll never tell with with Xander. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah, pretty that. Cute. Look at me, I'm dancing crazy. Yeah, that that was good. Also, yeah. th- there was some like weird comments in that that I do need to know. She said something like, "His penis got diseases from a Shumash tribe," and I was like, "What?" I feel like that's a little too much for me. I don't. I didn't need to know that. But Wait, who I guess yeah, that's was what that- she said. Was that about Spike? Who was that about? That was about Xander. So she said. Oh, what? Oh my god. Yeah. Poor, poor Anya. My goodness. She snores. He we no. It's he snores. She wheezes. Say house reggae and he freezes. She eats these greasy cheeses that I can't describe. I talk. He breezes. She doesn't know what pleases. His penis got diseases from a shumash tribe. The vibe gets kind of scary. <laughs> Like she thinks I'm ordinary, like it's all just temporary, like her toes are kind of hairy, but it's all very well, because God knows I'll never tell. Okay, yeah, I've clearly seen the show a few times. Um, um I've only seen that episode. I saw that episode this morning, and I can remember that, any of those lyrics. Uh-huh, so. yeah, no, no. Well, to be fair, in all, in all fairness, I also did try to learn those lyrics. Oh, okay, cool. There yeah, go. it was like, it was a conscious effort, so... Mm-hmm. So, what's been going on with you? What's been going? Oh, right. Um, my name is Spence the Chef, Spencer Fleming, Spicy Fleming. What's been going on with me? Um, I had a very funny adventure yesterday. What oh, was the adventure? What? Um, I, uh, I have a place. I got a place. So that's cool. That's cool. Uh, nice. And I, uh, I cracked a root beer and said place because that's all you can do when there's no furniture. Um, and then. I went to this, like, my friend's birthday party, and I accidentally took someone else's wallet who had the same wallet as me. Um, So I spent all day yesterday running around town trying to give this guy's wallet back (laughs) to someone I had never met before. Um, So it was very, it was an interesting adventure in in the hot sun. Um, Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. So no, if you're going to accidentally steal someone's wallet, don't do it in summertime when it's hot. Do it in winter when it's cold and you can wear a jacket. I, I'm guessing that is your pitch for today. It could be, but it's not. Oh, okay. Cool. No sir, Bob. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty funny. What were both of your waltz? Did both of your waltz say bad mother on it? <laughs> no. Also, oh. on this podcast, it's bad mothers. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, oh. No. They were it? just both generic black waltz. Oh. And knowing me, I was like, oh, this looks looks like me. I always leave my wallet out and then I guess I just put it in my pocket and then I was like the next morning it was a really late night too so I kind of slept in a little and the next morning I was like that's not a picture of me <laughs> oh, wow. so I had to track the person down in social media it was very funny um did they have your wallet no I just had both <laughs> I was How did you not realize you had two wallets because it was like three in the morning I was tired Oh my gosh. And I had to drive for like an hour to get home. I was just like, by that point, I was fried. Like, I was like, ah, it's enough for that. So, poor spin, poor spin. Yeah. Yeah. But, the yeah. gas tank, my gas tank is, is feeling it. That's for sure. Um, yes. So, you found him. What did he say when you finally like found him? And I know he's, he was super nice. He was super nice. Super nice. Yeah, I think it's just happy that he didn't like forever lose his wallet. It was just temporary. Yeah. It does suck when you lose your wallet because you have to like yeah. cancel all of your cards. Uh huh. Like... Uh huh. See, I thought I lost my wallet. Like, I've, I've done it a couple times, but the one time where I thought for sure that it was gone, like you have to like call and cancel, like, you know, your all your stuff and that's always a pain especially when you find it the next day and then have to uncancel everything <laughs> that was the yeah. best part like i had to call and i was like it's oh. not stolen it was yeah. just under my bed and i'm stupid yeah i've lost my keys a couple times which scares the crap out of me because wait like, like at, at the new place you're living at no not at that would have been nice if i was at home when i lost them i was at yeah. work when i lost them so it was like Am I just gonna have to leave my car here? Oh, get, yeah. Am I gonna have to get new keys for the apartment? Gonna have to get all these new uh -huh. keys? Oh yeah. See, it's like, but you start with like the immediate problems, and then you start thinking about like the repercussions. You're like, how yeah. am I gonna get home? How yeah. am I gonna open the door when I get home? <laughs> and then it's just like a series of oh shit. I, I really stepped it this time. Yeah. It's just a downward spiral. It's just a downward yeah. spiral. Oh. But what are we doing today? Okay, so today we're doing another pitch, another pitch. That's my pitching voice. Um, we're doing Love pitches, it, but we're it's really weird to, um, one today. Usually we pitch like it's a genre pitch. Mm -hmm. um, but today we are doing a studio pitch. <laughs> we're pitching to A24. Um, a24 what's up baby oh, i'm yeah, not yeah. sure why we're doing this spencer just was like let's pitch okay. a24 movies i'm like because literally here's here's what happened okay carson says hey what are we doing this week and i just saw the green knight and i was like i only want to do 24 pitches like literally that's the only reason i saw the green knight and i was like ah let's do that 
So it can be like, so some other stuff that's coming out for May 24 is like, what? Sorry, there's a cannon going off outside my outside my apartment. Um, Athens. You could like they've released the Green Knight just recently. Yeah. Maybe that's the part why we're doing it. They've released like they did Hereditary, so you can do a horror. They've done mm-hmm. Lady Bird, so you can do like a kind of comedy-ish. They've done moonlight they've done they've done uh mid uh, mid 90s waves waves uh, uh, lots can, of, you know you know you love them lots of different genres so you can kind of jump into them mine is maybe my a little bit of a well green knight kind of seems like pretty high budget but like a little bit of a bigger budget than maybe some a24 films yeah, you're, but that's that's cool because they they don't just do like, you know, independent kind of little coming of age movies no. like 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 they did the Green Knight and like, you know, Hereditary is a little, you know, there's effects in that right. <laughs> People yeah. are being burned alive, right? It's you you can you can shoot for the stars a little. Um, the, to give you some A twenty four news. Um, Travis Scott's Cactus Jack Films has signed a production deal with A24. Um, the content studio whose credits include Moonlight, The Florida Project, that's another one, Midsommar, ah, yes. yeah. Uncut Gems, that's another one they've done. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Scott and Cactus Jack will produce films in partnership with A24, which was revealed on Travis Scott's Instagram and A24's with an image of a script bearing the word utopia. Oh, so that looks interesting. Um, yeah, Travis Scott's in with this. Uh, it also appears that, where is it? Uh, A24 Studio is reportedly for sale. Yeah, any studio, any film and TV studio, A24 explores sale with um, $3 billion price tag. So selling the company there has been reports that they're selling to um, Apple TV Plus and stuff like that. So it's kind of, we want to celebrate this studio as maybe it was, because right. it's kind of going into a new phase, not just because they have Travis Scott, they had Travis Scott linked up, they could still keep going. But if they do become more of a corporate entity with, um, with Apple TV Plus buying them, or who knows, maybe Netflix or something buying them. Yeah, Let's see, we can see what happens. See what happens as we go forward. But for now, yeah, we're doing a little bit of pitching. A little bit of pitching. A little, little bit of pitching. Should we get into it, Spencer? All right, I'm flipping this coin here that I found. Yes. People were like, why do you have all these coins? I, my mom works at Tim Hortons. So when she, when they have all of the like coins that they accidentally accept as Canadian coins. Yeah. They can't do anything with them. So I've just gotten them all. And then but all I, the American viewers are like, what the hell is Tim Hortons? Yeah. All the American viewers are now like, what the hell is Tim Hortons? It's like Dunkin' Donuts, but like way better. So... <laughs> 
get off my back. Um, this is five of whatever the currency in Somalia is. Republic of Somalia. It has an elephant on it. Elephant. Ooh. So do you want um, Somalian elephants? I'm not sure that's how they talk in Somalia, but raised with water. No, they don't. I do. <laughs> like I was doing like no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Star or elephant? Oh, I, the way you looked into that coin, I thought you just like saw how you died in the future. You were like, yeah, I saw. saw my <laughs> uh, okay, oh. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. Okay, I, I I'm gonna go with star. But dude, I haven't won one of these in so long. It's a star. Thank God. I have literally I haven't won one in like five coin flips. Yeah, I don't know. You just you're just getting killed by um what's his name? No country for old men. Oh, oh sugar. You're just getting killed by Anton Sugar every time. <laughs> well yeah. heads then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You don't know what they're talking about. Should we do a new segment or should we, do you want to just roll into your pitch? I can just roll in. Roll in. I'll just, I'll, I'll, okay, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a very loose pitch. Um, but the, the idea came from this concept that me and my friend had like literally a year ago. We were like, mm-hmm. oh, it was, this was a pitch for a short film, right? Mm-hmm. We were like, Oh, you know, let's um, tell a, a one location story um, with three different main characters, um, and it's all shot is one take. That was like the concept, and it, for that we had, I think we called it like the diner. It took place in this like diner, and there's like three stories. Um, so for this, I was like, okay, let's do that, that but do that for like an entire feature. Um, <laughs> And and then give it yeah, then give it a little late twenty-four spice. again, this so um what's what's the name of Travis Scott's production thing? Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack and A24. Perk up your ear holes, because I, I got another bang okay, coming down the pipe here. Okay. So basically, um, instead of a diner, I have taken that and set this at a party for like seniors in high school, okay? And it all takes place at this party with three characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the movie opens up and we are with this character and her name is Ren, okay? Um, and, oh, and don't, by the way, don't ask like, oh, who's gonna be playing? I want like unknowns, some fresh talent for this, right? Oh, I was just kind of saying that you were, you were like, Cactus Jack, listen up. I thought by saying that you meant like, I want Travis Scott to be playing every character. Oh no, no! This is this is I think that'll be John Malkovich. I don't know. <laughs> just like all, just like all the characters are Travis Scott, and they all just like look at the camera and, and just go like. At one point, no, I'm good. I mean, that this. I mean, maybe maybe for the second film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Cool. I mean, that's definitely how you pitch to someone, though. You just make it like a complete ego project for them. <laughs> there you go. You have to make this movie. It's just you. It's so yeah. Um, for you. 
so much range. You, you'll be doing everything. We'll dress mm-hmm. you up like an 18-year-old high school girl. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we open up with this character, Rem, in like the bathroom of this party. And she's on the phone with her friend. And her friend is like, yo, like, why did you go to this party? And she's like, this is going to be like the biggest sale of the entire year. Like, there's no way I'm not going to this party. And her friend's like, look, like, they get gave you a warning. You're on parole right now. Like, if you get caught, you're going to jail. And then she's like, screw that. Look, I got to make some money. My mom's in the hospital. Got bills to pay. This is happening. Hangs up the phone. Um, and she continues to go and sell <laughs> pills at this party. See, her dad um, had like a huge pill addiction, right? And what she does in high school to like help her family out is she like stole from her dad's pill collection and would sell it at school. So now she has this just like this big ass bag of amphetamines and she's just selling. Why am I getting so many emails right now? <laughs> <laughs> I literally got like 10 emails in the span of the last five seconds and they all just popped like rapidly up um where was I okay so she has a big bag of just like amphetamines that she's like handing out at this party right um and this this period of the film as she exits the bathroom that's when we see like her title card it's like a movie title card but it's just her name and it says Rand right? And hers is yellow. And each... So um, you said Brandy? No, Rem. 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 R-E-M. Her real name's Remy, but everyone just calls her Rem. Um, uh. Yeah, so each character, um, their section of the movie will have, like, a different color palette. Um, Rem's is yellow. And the reason for this is because everyone's perspective is different. So... Like wow. each, oh, and Rems is shot on, get this, 16 millimeter. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, this, the goal of this is for this to all look like one, you know, take, but obviously it's not going to be. It's just, it's going to appear to be. Um, kind of like Birdman, but at a high school party. And Rem is just like selling, man. She's getting coin, okay? Hella coin. Um, and I'm trying to like do like kind of a speed pitch. I don't want to like linger too long. So imagine drug dealership yeah. happening. And then, yeah, yeah, just use your imagination. Drug dealership's happening. And then uh, someone shouts out, yo, the cops are coming. And she's like, shit, you know, that's not good. Um, so she's like scrambling to try and get out of this house but it's this like big ass mansion and she literally like can't find an exit and she's like shit so she tries to go downstairs but the cops are coming from downstairs everyone's getting like raided people are like freaking out she goes back up the stairs she's like ah shit okay she can't be caught with this like bag of pills in her dad's name so she's like ah so she just starts like flushing all the pills down the toilet she like takes the empty bag now and like jumps out of like the, the window onto this like like little drainage pipe tries to like slide down and leave the party which is when she like brushes shoulders with someone right and then we rewind all the stuff literally like it looks like reverse footage right reverse, and now reverse. yeah now we're back outside um with this character 
named Tristan, but everyone calls him T. Okay. And yeah, and Tristan is kind of, I wouldn't say like he's a nerd, like he's popular, but it's like well documented that he just sucks with girls. Oh. This this segment of the movie is more of kind of like a comedy, right? Mm. Um, he just kind of just playing up, just straight up sucks with girls. Um, so he goes to this party as kind of like a last ditch effort to to try and make something happen his senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, so he's it's at like, this party. It's like super bad. Yes, yes, but ethnic, I think. And then. Uh, <laughs> In my head, it's ethnic, but whoever's listening to this, mm-hmm. if you need to make it white to get it made, I get it. You know, some people are like, we can't compromise. Shit, sometimes to get a movie made, they need to be white. I get it. Um, so, I'm not sure about that, Spenny. I'm not sure about Sometimes that. that's the case. I get it. Um, it'd be very, you know, it's, it would be refreshing to see a white female drug dealer. That could be yeah. fun. Um, yeah. So... Just like walking through this party or whatever, and you know, his title card comes up and his color is green. All right. So like in his point of view, like everything is kind of green. Like there's like green kind of like neon lighting at this party. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are wearing the color green. Um, which could represent perhaps envy, who's to say? <laughs> um wow. oh, 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 look how heady I am. Oh, wow. yeah. So, oh, geez, right? oh, I hope you said artistic and not autistic. That you, you see, the green is representative of the envy of the young of the young boy here. Mm. Five stars, yes. Great Five film. Good film. Yeah. yeah. Okay. First of all, don't take this film too seriously. I'm just letting you know right now. This, this is less of like a. Anyways, so yeah, this isn't like an accurate representation of what high school is. This is just kind of a little thing, and he's at this party and he's just like he tried to like talk to people and it's just like now nah, we're now nah. and eventually he ends up talking with this girl right and it's going surprisingly really well um turns out that she's from like a different school he's never met her before and then she like gives him her i guess number or social media i don't know whatever the kids do nowadays right and she's like look like i'm going to this other party um you should like meet me there or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like cool and she's like yeah i'll text you the the address and he's like cool so he goes to tell his friends like yo i'm bouncing i just got invited to this like other part of this girl mm-hmm. um where a fight breaks out you know once there's a big scuffle ah, ooh, ooh, right and he kind of like gets out of it he's like where the hell is my phone he's lost his phone so he spends the rest of this party trying to like find his phone. <laughs> that's 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 his story. He's just trying to find his phone and he can't. He's like, someone steal it? Did I drop it? What's going on? Right. So that's that's his little little plot. And then simultaneously we get to our our last character. Okay. Mm-hmm. And her name is Cynthia. Now Cynthia's story is a little. It's a little something, something, okay? It's a little, it's a little something, something. Told you, so, is that, man? <laughs> told you yeah, okay. So Cynthia's color is purple because purple is a cool color. Uh, that's the really color. Purple, purple's a damn cool color and it's really cool to shoot with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cynthia now has a legit 
gun in her purse. And she is going, in her mind, she's been like bullied the entire year by this girl, the girls who party it is at this mm-hmm. like big mansion. She's been bullied by her the entire year. And she's like, I'm going to kill her. Like this is, I'm, is, I'm out. We're just going full, full uh, Columbine here. She's getting it. Going, and, going full Heathers up in here. Full, yeah. She's had enough of this shit. Um, and she's, I'm going to kill this girl tonight. And she's kind of like nervous about it. Um, and her friends like here, like take some of this like punch, you know, just kind of like cool down. Why are you so nervous? She's like, ha ha, not no reason. And then she goes to drink punch, but I, I, okay, earlier in the movie, Rem had spiked the punch to get people drunk. Nice. Right. Good job. So that's not good. So she takes, you know, some of this punch. She's kind of like, oh, and then her friends like, hey, relax, take this, and gives her like some sort of drug that I haven't thought out yet. Is it, really is it a pill from Rem? Possibly. See, I'm thinking of little ways to like connect the stories where they like go past each other, mm-hmm. but they're not really like interacting with each other. Um, so yeah, something like that. And she takes this pill and the rest of like her thing is this like drug trip, right? She's trying to get to this girl that she wants to kill. But on drugs, she's kind of being enlightened, <laughs> kind of. So it turns into like really like weird, trippy imagery, but all like practical effects kind of thing. Like they'll mm-hmm. go for moments where like she's literally, what I'm thinking of is the climax of her story is she sees like this girl that has bullied her all year at like the top of this staircase. And she's high and trying to get to the top of this staircase but it looks like everyone is floating so she's like trying to like climb like a floating like staircase of people to get to this girl to kill her um but when she gets there like just as she like reaches for the gun that's when it like cuts and it says the party a24 my guy a24 boom that's that's the idea. It cuts when she try when she's about to grab the gun and shoot. Yes, you can't spell it out for people with a twenty four. You have to cut prematurely because that's what they did in Green Knight, which I guess is a spoiler. Whoops. Uh, what if <laughs> um, what if she like goes, she like grabs the gun and it's about to kill the person. It turns out the person that she's gonna kill is Rem. That would be pretty sick. That would be pretty sick. Oh, you can do that scene where Ren's trying to leave the party, right? That's Mm -hmm. actually a pretty cool idea, where she's trying to leave the party, um, and she's chasing her, but Ren doesn't know that this is happening, but she's chasing her while high, so you can have all the same. That's actually a pretty cool idea. And then then right as she, like, pulls up the gun to shoot her, T steps in front of the gun is like doesn't realize it's a gun because she's like maybe concealing it a little bit and it's like yo uh i really wanted to tell you something and then cuts to black you hear a gunshot oh shit (laughs) oh wait like the the girl was her the girl was her oh okay and like connect them all like a nice oh that's actually a fun idea i like that yeah let's go with that it's a fun idea. That's, 
Sorry for just hopping in your pitch there, but I no, it's good. Like I said, it's a pretty loose. Come on in, the water is great. You know, I I really like that. I really like that idea. Yeah, I like the the intricacies of the color palette, and as as they kind of keep inner interspersing as they pass each other in the party, the yeah. the the colors can kind of blend into like a a smoothie, a cacophony of yum. Like yeah, a, no. Um, like a tie dye kind of feel. Like a tie dye, a tie dye movie. Um, okay, you know what's it's it's pretty funny. Oh. I, I I just I just made that up as I was saying. <laughs> what the color? <laughs> no, the entire movie. I was like, I literally went into this podcast. I had zero ideas, and that's just what came out as we were. Wow. You guys got a. You guys got an off the domer. That's um, pretty good. It's acceptable. So yeah, A24, Travis Scott's production company that I didn't know existed. Actus Jack. Actus Jack. I don't know why you remember it and I don't, but. Because I read it. That's true. I'll type it in now. And because I'm kind of confused that like he called it Cactus Jack because that's also the, one of the personas of Mick Foley, the wrestlers on like, is Mick Foley somehow partners with Travis Scott? In maybe, this production company, because maybe be he cool. likes, maybe he just likes wrestling. Maybe he just likes wrestling. I can see Travis Scott liking wrestling. Yeah. Um. Okay. Should we go on to to my pitch? Was there anything? Was there anything more in here that you're like? Oh, who are you gonna have directed? Um. Who am I gonna have directed? Or is it going to be you? Is it going to be an unknown director? I would say... You know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did David Lowry impress you enough in The Green Knight that you're like... Oh, oh, no, for sure. I don't think... I think if you're going to pitch a movie, you might as well direct it at this point. Um, There you go. Why am I I giving other people money to make my artistic vision? There you go. Um, but yeah, no. Oh, shout out to David Lowry, though, because that movie was pretty good. And then I watched a ghost story. And that was also. You watched ghost story good. after? Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. A ghost story is so good. Oh, it was really good. When she's just eating that cake for 10 minutes, I'm like, this is the most artsy thing that I've ever seen. Okay, dude, you know what's funny? It was during that scene that it occurred to me. I was like, I think this is literally a film that you can make with, like, so little money. So little. It's such, like, a simple concept. A dude, literally for a ghost effect, it's just a guy in a sheet. Mm -hmm. Such a simple concept. Yet it's done so well. I like the simplicity of it. And that song in there... I haven't listened to that song in a while, but it's a bop. I was addicted oh, yeah. to that song after. Yeah. Wait, the one that she listens to? Mm-hmm. Oh, good song. Yeah. Good song. Good song. But yeah, no, when she eats cake on the floor for one un- like unbroken shot for like five minutes, I was like, yeah, it's just a film. Art house. Let's Art go. House. The Green Knight is nothing like it. <laughs> a complete it was a very funny thing i didn't know what to expect watching the green knight and then watching that and i was like he has range he has range um and i want to see pete's dragon as well 
Yes. See how he did there? Because he also did Pete's Dragon for some reason. But, yeah, I haven't seen that either, yeah. but I will. I was thinking as you were pitching, I was like, the whole thing with Birdman, maybe could do Alejandro Giannaritu, but I don't think he's, like, in touch with the kiddos enough. No. Yeah, the thing is, too, it's like, I don't want it to be like a, you know how, like, all, all these, like, teen shows now? Are like mm-hmm. we have to like find like the realism of what it's really like to be a team. Like I, I'm not interested in any of that. I just want to make an entertaining movie. Um, I'm like so honestly, you could get almost. I I'd be fine with you know someone who doesn't usually direct this type of of movie directing it because I don't really care if it feels like an accurate portrayal. I just want something that's kind of entertaining. Um, it's less mm-hmm. about like. It's less about talking, you know, about what high school's like, you know, like it's 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 less thirteen reasons why, more recess <laughs> that cartoon from that's not really realistic from our childhood, um, you know what I mean? Like it's less oh, let's focus on the the proclivities of the youth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, should we go to my pitch? I think we should. I'm I'm very anxious about my pitch. I've prepared my pitch. Okay. Well, that's good. Kind of like a. I'm not sure how well it's gonna work. I haven't figured out an ending yet. I might figure that out Uh, as we go. As we go, yeah. Okay. Well, look, look. This is good. You know, I was your opener. Mm -hmm. Now it's this is the main event. Let's get let's get to it. So I was kind of confused on when like. I was looking and I was like. I just kind of like took one of my ideas that I had written down from a while ago and made it into an actual pitch. Um, and I was kind of confused on, will this be an A24 movie? Like, can this be an A24 movie? It kind of yeah. seems like a collaboration between A24 and Blumhouse for me a little ah, bit. Okay. It's a little bit of an interesting mix. It, um, Yeah. I'll give you a little bit of a log line. So it's like um, two people are having the a dream date. Literally, these two people are sharing a dream of them two going on their first date. Oh, but like together, like they're in each other's dreams. They're in each other's dreams. And it's nice, it's perfect, it's a nice escape from the life that they're actually living. Right. But what happens? Oh, one of them's a detective. The woman's a detective. What happens when the murderer, the murderer that she's investigating starts making its way into the dreams? That's my pitch. That's my little log line. Okay. So, um, it's called, I'm just thinking of this, just thought of this now. It's called Lucid. Ooh, oh, oh, okay. All right. So it opens and there's a woman detective. Um, she wakes up. Uh, her husband's kind of still in bed and she goes about her daily routine. She gets ready she goes to work she's finishing up this case that's a a wife 
that has murdered her husband. And she's finishing up the paperwork on it. Um, she's in holding right now. And she's like the wife is about to go to trial who murdered her husband. And she's kind of going through the paperwork of this and going through her daily routine. And this is intercut with um, a musician, a guitarist for this kind of rock band. They're, um, they're all kind of getting a little a little old, a little bit sick of each other. Um, and they're going on tour along the West Coast. And it's going through his daily routine of waking up in the tour bus, um, going and having breakfast with the gang, going and having sound checks, stuff like that at their next venue. Right. Um, come back to the woman, going through her daily routine. She goes home. Um, her husband is kind of in between jobs. A little bit of a, more of a, I hate to say it, but it's a little bit of a deadbeat husband. Like he's kind of, um, he's taking out his anger about life, maybe on his wife and maybe on the world around him and kind of not focusing on what to do next. Um, so that really frustrates her. And she talks to her pregnant best, um, pregnant best friend, who's her neighbor. And you can see kind of the envy of her friend's relationship with her husband and maybe her wanting a baby as well. And then it cuts back to the man, the musician, playing the guitar on stage, doing all that stuff. Um, and you can tell that the, the lead singer of the man is a little bit, a little bit full of himself. He, he loves the attention. He loves the, love the limelight. And he's kind of his, you can kind of tell that he wants to maybe make his own music, but it's the end of the day and they both go to sleep. And then it's a coffee shop. The, the detective sitting at a table, anxiously sipping her coffee. Um, she's waiting for something, you can tell. And then this guy walks in that looks quite familiar. He's the rocker, the, the guitarist, the musician, but he's not dressed as he usually is. Maybe dressed a little bit with suit and tie a little bit, gets coffee and they sit down together. And they begin to go through the motions of a first date. Start talking about each other's life. She's the chief of police. Yeah. And he is finishing up a new novel that he's been writing. Um, and then he kind of explains the novel, that kind of stuff. And it kind of fades out as they both wake up. And they go through their daily routine again. New new city for the band, new um kind of the first trial for the detective, like the they're at the trial of the woman and that kind of stuff, like going through this repeats a couple times. And then there's a murder, new murder on the scene. The detective is like on the scene, kind of looking into it. And what's weird is that the body is like positioned in a way. It's sitting at a desk and it's looking up on the computer. It's, looking up how to kill your husband and get away with it. And it's reading a book about it too. And it's like, why is this body positioned in this way? Right. And the most terrifying fact is that it's dressed up in a uniform. And the tag on the uniform is the same last name as the detective. Oh, Shizaki. 
And how this person has died is it's, her eyes have been cut out. And you're, it's a very frightening scene. You're like, okay. It really scares the detective and everybody's kind of crying around her being like, ah, this might be a, a, like a person that you've maybe affected their life in some way. Don't worry about it. We'll um, have some cops protect you. We'll have some cops outside your house. You'll be safe. And she's kind of frightened about it. It kind of, she kind of even takes that into the dream a little bit. The first date doesn't maybe go the way it usually does. Right. And then this kind of continues a little bit. The musician kind of continues to write about his his new novel. He's kind of thinking of more ideas about his novel, not really focusing on the band, even though the band's kind of falling apart. There was this big, like, this one night, there was this big fight between the lead singer and the drumist and they kind of just like the band kind of isn't on speaking terms right now and on that same day there's a new murder it's a guy positioned off front porch he's reading a book he's reading the same it has the same cover the same title as the book that the musician has been talking about in the dream on that first date and this really kind of shocks the detective. Its eyes, of course, have been cut out again. She takes the book, she looks at it. The pages are blank. The dream. She's sitting there, she's more, more nervous than usual. The date's really going weird. And finally she says, there was a murder today and the victim was reading your book. And this kind of shocks the musician, the novelist, the author in the, in the dream. And he kind of sits back and then finally he says, that's impossible. I haven't written that book. I'm just a musician. And through their conversations, they kind of realize that they're dreaming, that this is a continuing dream that they've been having, and that they're both real people. So this really confuses them. And they, um, but as they kind of go along together, they kind of figure it out. They begin to gain more control of the dream around them. The detective actually starts setting up the crime scenes for him to look at and him to kind of analyze and then one night the lead singer takes off with the bus and they have next they have a gig the next day in the next town in portland and they're like i don't know olympia Olympia, some Seattle, maybe Seattle, and they need to go down to Portland. And he took the, he took the van. So they don't, they're like, how do we get there? So they rent a car and the guitar player drives. The same guy that has the dream and he drives all night. So he doesn't sleep. 
the woman, the detective, does. And in this dream, she's kind of in the coffee shop, but he, but the musician's standing outside. He kind of directs a finger for her to go outside and it starts turning in this kind of like nightmarish state. She is very frightened trying to like figure out what's happening. She um, goes to her house in the real world and like her husband is kind of in this nightmares like zombie state trying to chase her down and she's like trying to fight him off but then she runs into the musician and the musician kills her she wakes up frightened in a cold sweat but it was just a dream the next day there's another murder a woman and a man the woman you wearing a uniform, police uniform with the same tag as the detective, same name tag. And the guy dressed up in a suit has stabbed her and they're positioned in this way, both eyes of both victims cut out. The dream that night it's very awkward because she's kind of torn apart. She is very traumatized by the dream before dream last night. And he's kind of like trying to apologize, trying to figure this out. And she trusted him. So they kind of have this fight and he's kind of like, well, I'm not involved in this. I'm just, how did I get involved in this? I'm, I haven't even heard about these murders. What's going on? Where are you even? She's like, I live in Vancouver. He's like, okay, well, I've been traveling around the States. I've, I have no part in this. I don't want any part of this. And they kind of part ways. He stops dreaming or stops remembering dreams, stops having lucid dreams. And she continues to dream about the murder. They, they meet and he's in shadow and they're having this conversation and she's trying to interrogate him but he is really in control of the dream. He's turning into these nightmarish fuels, this, these images of her, like, of her family, of her past trauma, of her husband, and that trauma. And there's more crime scenes. A wife killing her husband. Like, put up like, like puppets. And finally, the musician has decided to leave, leave the band. He can't do it anymore. He can't deal with the fighting and he's, his heart isn't in it. He needs to go write his books. So he leaves, but he remembers. He remembers the detective, remembers the problem that she's been having. So he goes up to Vancouver instead. They meet up, they realize that they're both the people that they've been looking for. And with his help, they kind of try and figure out this dream because she no longer has control of the dreams. She can't fight them in the dream world. She can only fight them in this world. But he's never, 
he's never had that problem. He's never had that problem with controlling dreams. So through, through this kind of like, he's with the help of like the, the kind of uh, medic at the, at the police station, they hook each other up to like, like heart monitors and they both sleep. And in the dream, they're kind of, he kind of fights back against the guy in the dream, in the dream world, both, both of them having these lucid dreams kind of clashing together and it's taken a lot out of him. But through this, he's kind of figuring out where this murder might be, he might be hiding. So he's kind of talking in his sleep and she's taking this information and trying to find the, the murderer. And they go and they go to the place where the, the dreaming musician has said where, he's, where he is. And they find him and he's alive and his eyes are cut out. He has no eyes. They arrest him. He's frantic. They put him in jail. He doesn't last the night. He dies in the jail cell. Everybody's kind of shooken up by this. But it ends on a kind of hopeful note. It's the coffee shop. Maybe not the same coffee shop as a coffee shop again. She's sitting there with her coffee. Same as the beginning of the dream. He enters. Grabs a coffee. Sits down. And they have their first date again. But in the real world. And that's the end of Lucid. Oh, shit. That was a lot. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a, it was a big... Uh... You went for a good bit there. I was like, shit, this guy's going. Yeah, guy's I kind of went off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, good. Um, good. What do you think? What do you think of the of the pitch, of the story? No, that that's really cool. And I like, the thing about like dreams is, I don't know. I don't know if this is just like, oh, you've seen Inception, clearly. But like, I always find it cool that there's no actual way for you to determine like, oh, like what we're doing now is any more real than the dream. Perhaps the dream world is... But yeah, so I think what what it could it could be is also kind of like a it's it almost becomes like an addiction mm -hmm. because both characters are getting something out of the dream world that they mm -hmm. aren't in the real world, and I think that's like a really cool concept, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like to, to to solve a murder you have to be not awake, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's pretty that's like a pretty fascinating concept. And both have addictive personalities because of their jobs, you know? Mm -hmm. Like one person is an artist and one person's a detective and they're both like dead set on on completing their, their you know, separate goals. So mm -hmm. when you take those two kind of addictive personalities and say to like move forward, you have to be asleep. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I feel like it's their... It's two people that kind of feel like they don't have control over their life. Yeah. But in their dreams, they kind of do. They kind of have this freedom that they don't in the real world. So yeah. with that freedom, they're kind of trying to take that freedom that they felt in their dreams and kind of bring into real life. Um, I have kind of a cast. Okay. 
Um, I was thinking for the musician, either like it's three very different people and three different, very different flavors that you can go with. Flavors? Um, Does that mean races? No, <laughs> just flavors <laughs> of characters. Um, okay. so you could do like. I'm going to do them in pairs. You could do like Robert Pattinson and Betty Gilpin. Oh, yeah. It's like a hard ass detective and like this kind of more like chiller um, musician guy um, who's also pretty emotional. Um, You can go a little bit more of a comedy route and have the musician be David Arquette and have the... (laughs) And have the um, detective be Allison Tolman. And Allison Tolman was like the, the person that kind of popped into my head right when I first did this because hey, hold Fargo. On. I don't. Okay, hold on one second. Allison Tolman I was in the first season of Fargo. She was the detective there. So that kind of was like the first kind of thought that I had. Um, Sorry, what's her name? Um, Allison Tolman. Okay, I'm looking her up. I'm sorry, Miss 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 Mrs. Miss Tolman. I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, yes I do. Yeah. See, so you know, it's like one of those people who are like, "Oh, you're here. Cool." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now. Now. Okay. You I'm do. With... Maybe it's just because I watched Loki, but I feel like. Maybe Jonathan Majors would be pretty cool. And there you could have a little bit of a comedy spin too. Jonathan Majors from like, you know, Kang, you know. Um, You could have a little bit of a comedy spin there. Maybe like Mila Kunis as the detective. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That would be a little bit funny. Um, Susan, I think it's Susan something Watson from... This is us. Uh, she. Who did she play? Um, I'm forgetting the character's name, but it's like Sterling K. Brown's wife. Oh, oh, yeah. Beth. Is that her name? Beth. Yes. Yeah. That's her name. Beth. Okay. Yeah. Who was also in like Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? I feel like in a leading role, she could do pretty good. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. And then I don't really want anybody of note for the murder. Just like, doesn't really matter. It's going to be more that their eyes are cut out. That's going to be the big thing. Um, yeah. For a director, um, if you want like a horror comedy, I'd go for like Olivia Cook or maybe Jordan Peele. Um, if you want like, it kind of seems like seven, but with dreams. So you could kind of go with David Fincher. Fincher? That, see, that's what I saw. I saw it as Fincher. But I think the real person that I want to do like dark, dark, dark horror with like action, with comedy in it as well would be um, Marjane Satrapi. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But she did The Voices which I absolutely oh. love, which I yeah, think okay. would be a really good kind of take that 
and bring it into this film. Yeah, I can see that working. A little bit of a bigger budget, you know, yeah. play around with it a little bit. No, I can see that working. Yeah, no, this could like definitely toe the line between Blumhouse and A24. Mm-hmm. Unites the forces. Yeah, this yeah. is, yeah, I like that idea. That's a really cool idea. Um, And what, yeah, it kind of seems like the ending is setting up a, a sequel a little bit. Because, like, who cut out his eyes? Who? <laughs> but, but I feel who like cuts it's more... Out the eyes of the guy who cuts out the eyes, huh? It's not like... It's not like they're, like, cut out, but he's lost his eyes. Like, yeah. they've, they've, there's some kind of disease or something. He's lost his eyes. So he can't see in the real world. He can only see in dreams. In dreams. And that's kind of the explanation of his thing. And when he's finally caught all kind of habit as he can't really dream anymore because his life is kind of set for him for the rest of his life and yeah. i don't really want the powers explained i want it to be more of like magic realism of like these two people just having dreams together in this murder having control of dreams a little bit yeah um but yeah i feel like there's ways to do this like at the end end credit scene maybe you could like the the guy that has control of dreams could be the guy that steals the ruby and sandman and then end credit sandman could hop it no i'm just kidding um i'm just kidding uh sandman yeah yeah expand the universe man Expand no. universe man with sandman yeah no, that's man that's a good um i thought it was pretty good i like yeah, it. no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Did you, wait, you came up with the ending as you as you were pitching. Yeah. At what point did you go? This is what we're doing. Was it when you got to the end, or did you think about it while you were talking? I got the end, and I was like, "They find him. Are they? Ju- is he just gonna be like there? Like, I got <laughs> to where he found him, and is he just gonna be like sitting there on his little computer, being like?" Oh, you found me. Oh, jeez. Golly gee whiz there, bud. Oh, sorry about all those murders there, eh? Um, (laughs) What are you going to do? Yeah. uh, Uh, No, and then I was like, maybe maybe he should have his eyes cut out, and then he can only see and dream. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, I found it out right when we got to the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like uh, (laughs) Neo in Matrix 3. It's like his, his eyes, he's blind. But, but in the Matrix, he can see the Matrix code. So it's like, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that, but dreams. So there but we dream. go. Um, I was going to, I also thought of like, if you don't want to have the person be unknown, who's the murderer, you could just have it be Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah, uh, as, as a nod. And have people think, oh, is that his character from it's, Inception? It's Cobb. It's Cobb. It's Cobb. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and instead of having his name be Cobb, it can be like Corn or something. Oh, Corn! <laughs> You're like Corn, Corn on the Cobb, Cobb. He's Cobb. Cobb. It's Cobb, guys. We got him. We got him. See, see the uh, <laughs> the Vanity Fair uh, <laughs> explanation when the movie comes out. So yeah. in. <laughs> 
in the new heady sci-fi dream thriller. Uh, <laughs> you, you a lot of viewers were left wondering what the well, Korn <laughs> is also on a Kong, and Kong is an inception. Therefore, uh, it's the same, and then yeah. just the world explodes. Yeah, and then Leonardo DiCaprio's like, no comment. <laughs> no, he just responds with, "I dated Rihanna," and then that's it. <laughs> oh, to answer your question, um, yeah. You. yeah, but that's my that's my little pitch. I felt like it was pretty good, pretty good pitch. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It went well. We did. We did. We done good. We done what else good. did Marjane Satrapi do? I feel like I'm just butchering her name at this point. Um, the it, voices. She also did. Oh, um, Prisipali. Pris. Prisip. I can't even see the title because oh, Persepolis. I Persepolis. 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 You're bully. Metropolis. Persepolis. It's a um a precocious and unspoken Iranian girl grows up during the Islamic Islamic Revolution. It's an animated film. Whoa! I didn't know they made a movie about my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, Spencer. Calm I haven't. Down. I haven't seen Persepolis. I've heard, like, it's on my list. It's on my uh, list. But my list is also like the size of Texas at this point. Yeah, it is pretty big. Uh, but yeah, I hope you liked our pitches. A twenty four, hit us up. A24, baby. And uh, Jack Cactus or Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Hit me up. Yes. That'd be good. Yeah, we want want your money. Want your money. Want all your monies. Um, Yeah, but should we wrap this up a little bit? Yeah, let's up it wrap, baby. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Hit the boys. Oh, my name's. I'm not doing that anymore. My name is Spence the Chef. <laughs> my name is Spence the Chef. And uh, I free, can can someone tell us? I don't know why. I knew what this was called as of yesterday, but now it's left my head. What's it called when like a couch is a bed? Like you could like spread out, like flatten the couch, and it's not. You know, it's not a couch anymore. It's like a bed. And it's not a high event. It's, it's the other one. I think it starts with the S. Can someone, can someone tell me? My cape just fell off. Cars, are um, you pregnant? I'm looking, I'm looking at what it may be called. Oh. He Wait can't for a couch you. bed. What are they called? Futon. 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 Yes. I'm Chris Gervais. And I do not have a futon, but you know, it's all right. It's all right either way. So you're going to have a futon so I can come have, I can come have slumber parties. Yeah, you can come have a sleepover. Yeah. It'll be fun. That'll be great. 
Yeah, it was great. I'll give you a little blankie and everything. A little blankie. You can tell spooky stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I hate myself. Okay. Oh, all the outro stuff. Yeah, no. Um, if you are watching this, um, go listen to the full podcast on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube, YouTube channel, uh, Babbling with the Boys, Boys with Z. Check us out on Instagram, Boys with the Z. Check us out on Facebook as well. Um, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Um, I'm wearing a blanket in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I don't know what kind of AC you got going on there, but I, I'm envious. Um, it's literally my, like... My, my color palette is so green right now. What? Your color palette? My color palette's green of envy, you know? Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, 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 like envy. Symbolism? You get symbolism? it? Red re- represents anger. Ooh. Who, who would have oh. thought? I also watched... Pretty Woman this week. Oh, yes. Oh, you said you did. Yes. Yeah, I watched Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman's yeah. really freaking good, I've said. It's, like, it's, it's, really really, yeah. it's a really well-made um, rom-com. And I yeah. think it's interesting because I watched that and then I watched the movies that made us about it. Oh, yeah. The new thing on Netflix, they have new episodes. Um, oh, they do. And they have new episodes. They got... Well, it's the first one. I watched Back to the Future. They had one on Back to the Future. They have one on Pretty Woman. They have one on Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Go check it out. Um, but yes. Jurassic um not Jurassic Park. Pretty Woman. Um Jurassic Park is about a prostitute. You, <laughs> nah, Jurassic Park is about a prostitute that gets picked up by a by a lovely Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, I'm just kidding. Um yeah. <laughs> A Richard Gear dinosaur. Richard Gear dinosaur. Yeah, you know uh, how he is. Richard Garanosaurus. Richard Garanosaurus, and he goes. Ah. Yeah, and he's like Tyrannosaurus he, Rex card. Never leave the cave without it. Yep, it's a good. Uh, it's a good film. But anyway, Pretty Woman is very interesting because, like, both of these characters need to have like a relationship that's kind of devoid of emotion, but in through that relation of being devoid like trying to keep emotions out of it they fall for each other which is very interesting great great film but there's two separate endings and the one ending that was in the original script i'm gonna spoil it right now is where um richard scare character i guess um drops vivian drops vivian off like where he picked her up and like throws the three thousand dollars at her and she's like, I don't want your money. You keep it. I don't want your money. Get away from me. And then he ends up, he's like, you're going to regret as soon as I walk away. You need this money. She's like, no, I don't want your money. And then he throws it in, sprays everywhere. And then like homeless people around like start picking up the money. And then she like sadly gets down and picks up the, because she does need the money. She gets, oh my God. What the? And then it ends with her taking, what's her friend's name? Her friend who's also a prostitute, to Disneyland. Oh? And on the bus to Disneyland, her friend's like, can I get one of those uh, balloons with the ears? 
And then she's like, no, those are for kids. No, that's I'm stupid. No, that's for kids. And then Vivian's like, no, it's okay, honey. You can get the balloon with ears. And she sadly looks off into the distance. That's a very upsetting ending. I know. It's like such an upsetting ending. That's like, what's funny is it's like, I've seen the movie and I'm like, imagine if everything else happened in the movie that happens and then it just ends like that. Yeah. That's pretty That'd awful. be like really horrible. That'd be unsatisfying as hell. And the funniest thing is that the film was made by Disney. What? The f- Pretty Woman was produced by Disney. <laughs> you know Disney, the rescuers down under, uh, prostitutes. The mouse was, with the house. Okay, it was made you by know, Touch, it was made by Touchstone Pictures. Which oh, which production company owned, that's by owned by Disney. You know? Yes. So it kind of just like they were kind of it was made as their like live action wing. Because all their anime films making bank, but live action films were tanking. Yeah. And Pretty Woman comes out and it's like the it makes like four hundred million dollars. Ooh. in like 1989 or whatever it was 1980 no, it's it like 90 something wasn't it maybe 1990 I don't know pretty woman I'm gonna look you up that sounds out of context what was that 1990 ah good year so very interesting and it's still the highest grossing rom-com to this day really facts wow Straight facts. Wow. I think this outro has gone on for too long. Way too long. It's actually probably longer than the episode. Longer than the episode. It's gone on so long, this blanket's starting to get hot. Yeah, that's how long it's gone on. So for now, until next time, stay spicy. Spicy.